And hello, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your Rockshaneer. Uh, it's a Tuesday afternoon here, and I'm always like, oh, it's so sunny. It's so nice. It's actually like gloomy and miserable outside, but that's okay. We're allowed to have a day like this every now and then. It's kind of like that winter reprise. Last week, though, it was uh, on Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? Saturday. So gorgeous here, but it was like the pre- spring so it was like the pre-pollen or at least the visible pollen and so you know you were i had my windows open i was running it was just so nice and then of course you know now it's the winter reprise for like a day or two and then it's gonna be pollen and my white car will be yellow but that's not why you're here you're here because it's coffee connections and i want to let you know we've got uh the rest of the month a couple more episodes we got the atl collective on thursday um we've got ag roads coming up we've got jewels with a purpose we've got uh, the women's resource center to end domestic violence we've got trinity stables and so much more uh but today on our show which is also i think today's internet is is uh it's an international women's day it's women's day and we have a wonderful woman on the show so uh it's great to be able to pair those together uh but ladies and gentlemen on the show today we've got the one and only vanessa saruz uh, i'm going to pronounce her name so wrong and i apologize i, I tried in the beginning sarazua She'll pronounce it properly for us. <laughs> uh, but she's the founder and executive director for Hispanic Alliance Georgia. It was founded by her in 2016 based on the needs of the Latino families and children in Hall County. Uh, her service specifically focused on Latino families and children as an advocate in juvenile court through the uh, CASA program and as a facilitator for the Migrant Education Program of Hall County Schools. Her passion for advocacy, social justice, and social services specific to the Latino poor in Hall is the motivation behind the programs and services to fill in the important gaps for the Latino community. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Vanessa to the show. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's yeah, a pleasure. And and fix fix your last name for us because I, I that Sarah so Sua. written right, but the other one was written a little bit off. It had like a then yeah, the U was before the Z, so it's a little it's Sarah Sua, Sarah Zua, um, uh-huh. in Spain originally. Um, it's my the, husband's last name. Okay, well, um, what part of Spain? Um, he's Basque. He's Basque. And you're from Miami, right? Is that what you said? I was born in Argentina, actually. Oh, okay. Buenos Aires, Argentina. And I came to this country when I was seven years old. And we arrived in California in a time where you couldn't speak Spanish in school because everybody would think that you were, you know, a Mexican and they would treat you not not uh, appropriately. And that's what my mom said. So I came to this country without speaking English. Um, and, um, and it took a good, you know, there wasn't ESOL support or anything like that. So it took a while for us to, um, to learn English and to be able to communicate in school. We kind of kept quiet for a while. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, bef- what, what doesn't keep people quiet is coffee. So coffee connects. Before we get started into the episode, I got to ask you, do you drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. Um, oh my. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in today. No, I'm just kidding. What do you drink then? I drink mate, which is the um, the typical uh, herbal kind of tea from Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay area. Um, so it's called uh, mate, and it's um, and it's just a, a very special drink. So you're gonna have to look into that and see if you change over to the mate instead of the coffee. It, it does now, have in it, and it helps you. 
when you drink the mate, do you drink, you don't drink it out of a coffee mug, do you? You drink it out of the, the oh. nice, uh, the yeah. mate. What do you, is, what would you call that cup? It's a mate cup or what do you call it? Yeah, it's in English. It's, it's, it's normally it's made out of like, maybe, you know, if you have a more traditional one as a gourd, a dried gourd, um, it's just a mate cup for me. Um, <clears throat> con la bombilla, which is the, the little straw. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool. And, you know, everyone here is like, oh, straws, you know, we're like trying to get rid of straws. Well, I mean, the mates have been plastic. reusable straws forever. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. you know. Ahead the, of the game. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, now, it's hard. But, you know, it's, um, you don't really see mates at, like, coffee shops or anything. It's, traditionally speaking, in most places, you don't. Where would someone get a really good mate here in, in our area, in Georgia and Atlanta? What's really cool lately is that I've seen them at like the Kroger's and um, the supermarkets. They have them in a can, like canned. Um, huh. and it's just like an infusion that has the mate in it for energy. Um, but I would love to see them in coffee shops. Um, you know, it'd be really cool. I, I, Atlanta should mm-hmm. have a few. Maybe yeah, and I'm thinking there's got to be like a Hispanic, uh, you know, coffee and pastry kind of vibe place around here. I just, I just don't know of one. I think there was. I know there's a. Uh, there, there was something that just opened up recently, but I don't think it was, um, hmm, maybe it was, no, I, I was yeah, trying to remember. There's like a Colombian uh, restaurant that uh, near here too, but I don't think it's open anymore. I'm going to have to yeah. do my research on that. They have Argentinian restaurants that are really good in Atlanta, a couple of them. Um, there's Sabores del Plata, which is more from Uruguay, but we, we kind of share um, a lot of our dishes. So, um, you know, it's, there's that in Atlanta. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Can you tell everyone about the Hispanic Alliance Georgia? Well, we have a very special community um, here in Hall County. And when I was working um, through the CASA program, which is um, an advocacy program for children in the courts, um, I volunteered there for many years. And then I also um, helped um, and I was uh, employed by the Hall County school system to work with a special kind of child, which is the migratory um, agricultural background worker um, family. And um, the migrant education program supports those children um, that are migratory field worker families um, or agricultural workers. And so uh, the home base is here in, in uh, Hall County. This is actually the largest um, in the whole state. So I saw a lot of needs in those families um, as we were visiting their homes, um, trying to find these uh, particular families. So um, I just kind of fell in love with the families. And um, I founded Hispanic Alliance five years ago to support specifically those families um, because of of the great poverty they live in, because of of the needs of the children in connection and, and connecting to supports. And, and um, they were just living in in just extreme poverty, uh, you know, so it's been five years um, that I that I founded Hispanic Alliance here. And what are uh, what are some of the things that you all do so, uh, to help them? Um, so you, you do you locate the families? But what what exactly are you all well, doing? Well, what we um, I, I basically just you know I, I had to um, start this nonprofit and I and I gave up my job at um, you know at, at Hall County Schools to do this and. Um, and what we do is we help um, in four different areas that we feel are the greatest need for our community. And one of those is, um, is basically the, the health connecting to, um, you know, for underinsured and, um, you know, and uninsured um, clinics. We're very fortunate in Hall County to have a lot of resources. Um, but that connection to those 
places is sometimes um, there's a gap in that. But we also help a lot with basic needs. And uh, during COVID, um, our, we grew a thousand percent in 2020. And uh, alongside corporate partners, we started feeding the community when you know food banks um, you know might not have had enough food, or uh, a lot of the agencies were churches that were closed. We opened up the, the back of our building with corporate partners and decided to feed our community drive-through. <clears throat> and so we we would feed um, 1,500 families a month with, you know, um, Gold Creek chicken and King's Hawaiian rolls and uh, eggs that um, had no place to go during COVID um, and milk that, you know, schools were closed and uh, there, there wasn't milk going to, to the children. We were able to, to feed them. And that's when we grew um, incredibly. Um, we also help with English classes and literacy classes and GD and Spanish to help our community out of poverty. We're the largest group in poverty in Hall County um, and you know in surrounding areas here. And with um, with the the folks that are, um, so uh, I'm trying to gauge. So you were talking about like some like the migrant workers and whatnot uh, in that sense. So there, are they are you helping with citizenship or anything like that as well, or is it? Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we help with free citizenship clinics, um, mm-hmm. and we are able to help them to fill out the paperwork. That's very. It's a twenty-page application to, oh, to wow. do that, right? And so and it's probably only in English too, right? Until, yes, and so uh. you know it's kind of hard, but we have thankfully partners. Um, you know, like uh, Uriel Delgado Law Firm, they've they've helped us to to fill those out and help our our community. You know, our special community. I don't know if you know Gainesville or have been up here or not, but this is the the world capital of poultry. I don't know if you knew that. Didn't know that, but that explains why every time I go up to Gainesville area in the mountain, North Georgia mountains and see the chickens trucks everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so just for some fun, fun data, I wanted to share this with you because. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the poultry, um, the poultry processing is, is done a lot with our, you know, workforce and um, in a day, um, because Georgia is the, the nation's number one poultry, poultry uh, state. And um, we we produce more than 31 million pounds of chicken and 7 million table eggs every day. Can you believe that? And that's thanks to the hardworking labor force that we have up here. So I'm very, very wow. thankful for our community and for the work they do, because that's what is, you know, how they sustain that that um, that industry with their hard work. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's just so crazy when you put numbers to what we eat and how it, how it all happens. It really, really always blows my mind. And you so all over the mind. nation, you know, you might see, you know, uh, our hardworking community picking cherries and, you know, Washington or the oranges in Florida. Well, here we, we do that chicken, the chicken and the eggs and anything to do with that, um, as well as farming. So I'm very, I'm very proud of the, the work our community does and, um, and, you know, and, and being able to support those families. They're very, they sacrifice a lot to get that food on our plates. And how many folks are in the organization? You're the founder, executive director. I mean, how much, how large of staff and a board do you have? We have a lot of volunteers. I mean, mm-hmm. during COVID, we had 45 to 50 volunteers that would come out during COVID. You know how everybody was inside their homes and not, mm-hmm. not coming out? Well, we had 45 to 50 volunteers coming out monthly to do those drive-through distributions. 
Um, currently, we still mm -hmm. have volunteers. Right now, we have you know four of them working here in our office. They, you know, we have daily on a daily basis. We have volunteers that come in, but we also have the part-time ESL teachers, the GED teacher. Um, we have a couple of um, a staff that actually help our community to connect to SNAP with Medicaid, so that you know uh, our community has a, a few of other supports for them um, out of poverty. So um, you know, but but. Yeah, I mean, we, we have about six um, part-time and, you know, full-time mm -hmm. staff. And then what about, like, similar organizations uh, around the country? Are there, are, are there any similar ones that are specific to what you're doing? Well, the state has had a couple of them. Um, we are proudly um, up to the, um, you know, to serving the same amount as uh, organizations that have served Latinos in the state for for 50 years. We're actually to the same amount of numbers of, of serving our community uh, in five. Um, that's how busy and wow. how much work there is to do in, in the state. Um, just for a food box, we have we serve eight different counties um, that come for a, a culturally appropriate food box. Hmm. There's a new there's a new term for Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we do, and um, we we help our community with rice, beans. It's a different kind of um, food that we serve, um, uh, different from what we normally would see in food banks. Um, our oh, community... Yeah, that's interesting because that food banks, but also like like when you think of like Meals on Wheels, and you know, like you're when you're feeding a ma uh, uh, the masses, essentially, you want to try to get something that's something for everyone. But here, you can be very specific to the palate. Um, and that, that's, yeah. that's, that's and plus, interesting. It's, it's serving them with dignity and, um, and, and our community is, it, it feels like they can actually serve their children dinner, something that they mm -hmm. can, you know, rice, beans, uh, maseca is used to make tortillas and tamales. And, um, and, you know, and we welcome when we have eggs, we have currently ground beef. And when we have, um, other, other things like that, that are fresh, like milk, um, that were donated. Those are just, you know, wonderful pluses, but we give just a, mm -hmm. a food box that includes oil and sugar and rice and beans and maseca and eggs, for example, or, um, and produce. Uh, thankfully and, we've connected to some produce. No, that makes sense. Uh, are you connecting with the, um, what is, how are you getting the food? Is it are they is it being donated? Are you res, are you connecting with the companies to get these resources, or how's that coming? Well, right before COVID, um, we knew that we needed to to support our community with food because of the poverty that we saw and the need in our families. So, um, you know, pretty much we were told that in this area there were enough um, agencies to to you know to feed the community. So. We still need, we still saw what we saw every day, um, so we needed to find a different way to, to be able to feed them. Right before COVID, um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, donated a truckload, our first truckload of 32,000 pounds of dry goods for us, and that's what started this food program for us. Hmm. So now we feed about you know 600 to 800 families a month, wow. um, eight different counties. Um, and um and and we're able to we've done this since 2020 march of 2020. so like when and that's got to be taking a little bit of a strain off of some of the food banks right in your area or is it we're actually one of the largest um feeders i mean people people connect to us because they trust us because yeah we're not going to be asking for ids or um, putting barriers in front of 
of you know the need that our community has right and so um, we have just a unique special program and our program focuses on culturally appropriate not because we want to be particular about it it's because it um, behind the behind the purpose of it is that you know, our community will not be spending that money on, you know, on, on that, on those items that they will most definitely need as basic for them. Um, you know, and, and, and our community lives in poverty. When, you, when you're living in poverty, you have to decide whether you're going to, to you know, pay rent or pay a bill or mm-hmm. pay for food. I mean, and, and I think that that's where our community is stuck. And we want to help them to be able to make more money so that they can actually support their families we want them to learn English, to you know, to, to feel at home here as well. Um, but during that time, they need something that they can actually um, feel that they're feeding their children, and it's nutritional and 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 appropriate. Yeah, and you mentioned health, um, so I want to ask, and, and I noticed something on your website. Uh, you were helping a lot of folks get um, comfortable with the getting a vaccine, not just helping them get the vaccine, but giving the education and whatnot. Um, you want to share a little bit about that? Well, our community really connecting to the information out there is sometimes very difficult. I mean, if you if you were in a poultry plant all of your day and and you got out of work um, and came home and then you were just listening to the news, you know, or, or you know, or not, um, you wouldn't, you know, find out information about the vaccine so readily, or you'd start believing things that you hear in other places that are not, you know, um, correct. So we wanted to make sure that we were able to share the message with our community that vaccination was important, that those that were unvaccinated were the ones in the hospital, that it was safe for them to go and get a vaccine, that it was going to be free, that it was going to, um, help them and their families and who we were vaccinating when was another big thing like when we were going to be able to to have you know five and up be vaccinated recently and we recently participated in a national campaign with the health and human services as well um that's called juntos y podemos which is together yes we can and and it's about vaccines um and they reached out to us to, to help with that outreach um, for them mm-hmm. as well. So we were very happy to, to participate in that and, and helping educate our community. Oh, that's fantastic. That you don't need an ID. I mean, you really don't yeah. need an ID to get vaccinated, that it's free. I mean, those things are so important to understand when you don't have an ID or if your ID is expired, right? You yeah. might have an ID, but for our community to go to the consulate in Atlanta, it cost them $150 in taxi. So imagine, right? And so they're anxiously waiting for those consulates to get up here so that they can have a valid ID to present, you know, in school or, um, you know, or if they need to do anything. I mean, right now, you know, we have our community files taxes. They can't even get the the refund without a valid ID and they have expired IDs. You know what I mean? Like, it's very important. You can't do anything with an an expired ID. But we wanted to make sure that they understood that their health Mm -hmm was more important than all of that, um, you know, that they, they could go get a, a vaccine without an ID, um, you know, and, and that we would help them fill mm-hmm. out the forms. So we did a lot of those vaccine events here in our office because we knew that it was a trusted place. And yeah. we also went to workplaces. And then what about um, the testing? Did you, did you get involved in helping get tests out there as well? We did. We had some testing events, and then we also just would um, – you know, would tell them where they could go for testing, where it would be for free. We would tell them that, you know, that they didn't really need to say or show anything other than mm-hmm. just fill out the form with their name, right? And, um, 
And if they didn't have insurance, it was okay too. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. fantastic. So that leads me to your future. What are some of your future goals with the organization? Not to well, put you on the spot. To, no. <laughs> no. I mean, we have some great programs. Um, you know, we support Latina uh, entrepreneurship, micro entrepreneurship. We want to we want to grow that program and get more support for for Latinas who have an idea for a, a business idea. Um, and we want to be able to, to support them. Thanks to Regions and, and State Farm, we it's a mentorship and also um, a support in creating a, a business plan and registering with the state. So we help Latina women with that with that as well. Um, we want we want to see these programs grow a little bit more. I mean, although we've we've grown um, for in the last five years, we want to be able to to you know continue to grow and serve our community. Um, I think that that's the reason we um, have grown so much in the last five years to reach the the rates of of organizations that have been in the state for fifty years is because the need is so great for those direct services for our community. And the leadership behind it is great too. I could tell. So uh, <laughs> that's a, you know it takes it it takes that to make it all happen. So good job on that. Um, and it also takes money to make it all happen. And I'm curious, would you mind sharing a little bit about where you're getting your fundraising from? Are you you know is are you you mentioned on the um, on the front part, but you're not doing traditional galas and you know in person fundraising events in in that sense. But where where are you are you writing? Are you um applying for grants or you, you getting working with corporations what exactly where do their funds come from well we're thankful for the corporate um you know support that we've received we we do get a lot of corporate support um because of the good work we do and the genuine work that we do in our community and with the you know the community that we serve is just so special um to the state i mean it's it's just wonderful and those children and those families are are very um very special and important so we, you know, we're thankful for the corporations that are always trying to connect with us to try to support um, the work that we do within within our own community and um, and beyond, um, really the Northeast. Um, and then, you know, we we do have a grant writer who writes, um, you know, starting to write a few grants. I mean, we've only been doing this five years and have grown so much in the last two. Um, and we haven't had those, um, you know, the golf tournament or the gala, like I was mentioning. We haven't had those yet. Um, we hope to have those eventually. Um, we do have, um, hopefully we'll have uh, an event this year that'll be a little bit more of a fundraiser. We, we have a, a Latino Fest in the city, and it's really a wonderful, wonderful um, event that we have mostly to be able to showcase the wonderful contributions we have locally um, in our in our community, right? Of, of, of Mexican community, a Salvadoran community, and Honduran and Guatemalan community, and others. So we do that in September. Um, this would be our fourth year doing that, and we want to mm. try to turn that more into a fundraising event because local bands come and play for free for our community. Um, and um, it, we have the folklore dancing, and it's really one of the few that I that I've seen that's um, that's so beautiful. We have photographers coming from all over to take beautiful pictures. Um, we hold it on at the square in Gainesville, um, alongside Main Street um, as partners, and it's really just a beautiful, beautiful day of um, uh, celebrating our food and our art, and um, you know our culture, our music. 
So it's it's just a great day. That's that's as close as we get to a <laughs> at one of those fundraisers that that you're talking about. I think. <laughs> yeah, but uh, folks, you can go to uh, HispanicAllianceGA.org and you can make a donation there. I'm sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, good, good. So that's again for anyone that's listening and not looking. It's a Hispanic Alliance GA. Dot org. So please consider making a donation and contribution there. And if someone wants to, um, if someone's got a, a, a business and they want to connect with you, same place, you know, HispanicAllianceGA.org. Um, I imagine uh, you get hit up a lot from, you, you mentioned that a little bit, uh, but that's that's wonderful. Businesses are reaching out to you. Um, when you talk about getting food, uh, is it is it just, I'm trying to think, like, is it like the grocery store still has excess food and you're connecting with them or is it they're setting aside dry food that's going to the stores and the retail the the suppliers actually moving some product aside for you how's that all work well my idea is more to connect with um you know like egg farms that want to donate a pallet of eggs for a community when they have you know an extra pallet of eggs that uh -huh. an order that didn't go through that that's the kind of um you know, donations we're looking for, um, it, you know, they're, they're, you know, tax deductible. We're a 501c3. We have been from the very beginning. So, um, you know, th those would be wonderful for our community and for our children in our community to be able to, to have access to. We, we have not connected to, I think most of the food banks connect to what you're describing as, um, as that excess that needs to be cleared off the shelves. Yeah. But we were, our program is just a little bit, you know, a lot different. It's just a, lo a lot different. And so, um, you know, during COVID, we connected to milk that was going to be thrown away, right? So um, they, we, they connected with us and we, we had Borden here, you know, connecting that milk directly to our community. Um, the USDA boxes was a great example of how um, those boxes could, didn't have to work within a system, but could be given to nonprofits, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's what, what happened with us. And we were feeding 1500 families here in a, in an opportunity zone, a, a zone where um, it's, you see a lot of um, poverty and you see a lot of hunger and it's a desert and there's people that don't have mm -hmm. access to those things. Wow. Like here we are and we can do that, you know, with our partners and, and um, it's, it's just been mm -hmm. really great. So we're looking for those kind of donations um you know of, of food um especially our you know our latino food so um, yeah. you know usually yeah maseca and other products all right well thanks uh, so much for your time is there anything else you wanted to bring up uh something maybe you forgot that you wanted to share um i always love to bring up the contributions that our community um you know makes to the state um mm -hmm. i think that you know that the uh, if, if we're very conscious about that as, as a, you know, as, as a community, we're more prone to, um, you know, to being more compassionate when we um, encounter our Latinos wherever we go and uh, treat, you know, treat them with kindness and with understanding. They are here to contribute. Um, you know, I was going to share with you how many, how much taxes we contribute in the whole yeah. nation. Can I hear it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. All right. So 252.2 billion in taxes we contribute to uh, this great nation and, and more because that's uh, those are 2017 numbers. So, you know, we we contribute a lot to this nation and to the state um, as Latinos. And and those are the things that, you know, that um, that makes my job so, so easy, you know, to, to help these poor families who work so hard and in, in processing and in farming and in construction and 
Um, they're, mm -hmm. they're hardworking. They're not sitting around. They haven't sat around during COVID. These are all very critical, essential workers that have been cutting chicken for, you know, to feed us all. Um, and so I'm, I'm just very thankful to them. And um, they're very, just very beautiful people anyway. They're just very, you know, they're very, just very kind and humble. Um, and I just love working with these families. That's awesome. Well, thanks for all the work you do. Again, folks, please visit the website, uh, learn more about what they're doing and how you can get involved. And uh, before I let you go, I always ask my guests uh, if there's an innovator in a nonprofit in the Atlanta area or Georgia uh, that you'd like to recommend to be a future guest on Coffee Connections. I have a couple and I will I will send you a, a little message. Let me think. All about right. It a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Think about it. Uh, well, thanks so much for your time. I enjoyed meeting you and uh, and your willingness to share about all that you are doing. And uh, yeah, it's just wonderful. Keep up the good Thank work. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. All right, folks. We'll see you Thursday. Until then, have a wonderful day and thanks for tuning in.